That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Good afternoon, y'all. Today, I had the opportunity to talk to my cousin, Safira Chung. Um, in this conversation, we talk about what's going on in her life currently, her business endeavors, but also getting out of an abusive relationship with someone who is a narcissist. She tells me what it's like to heal from it, what she's doing, and also... Um, how she realized she was in such a relationship. So please welcome my cousin, Safira Chung. Hey, excellent. So how are you? What did you eat for dinner? Good. Um, just ate leftover um, pasta, spaghetti, and fettuccine alfredo from yesterday's event. Oh, so you get to take home the food that they, they don't eat or what? No. <laughs> so um, it, it was my friend that got married. Uh-huh. I actually went to Cabo for their wedding, but they did a little ceremony for people who couldn't make it for some of their friends here. So that's why we did it on the beach. And then uh-huh. I, I did the setup and I did like the charcuterie board and some small bites. Uh-huh. And I just said it was all the way in San Clemente or like Laguna. So I said, I, I'm not going to cook because the food's not going to be fresh. Yeah. So they just bought food and then um, we all just split it. Ah, okay, and then you took home your leftovers or what? Yeah, yeah, then they left some for me. Oh, that's pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea to start that? The uh, Doing the events and cooking and all that. I know you started like, okay, you did like home chefing and then you enjoyed that. So then you said, what? I'm going to do some for some friends and then said, hey, anybody who wants this, I got you or what? Yeah, so it started off with, yeah, just being a home cook and then it became like therapeutic for me Uh and just really enjoyed it as a hobby Uh and then then I just started asking people to come over for dinners and then my dinner just started becoming becoming its own thing where people wanted to get invited to my dinners (laughs) you know so it was like exciting like if you're invited like you're special (laughs) (laughs) you know everyone's always asking like when am I going to get invited to like dine with Sabira and Uh then um, and then like Migs was always pushing me to like do something with my life, you know, like that, like if it weren't for him, I, I wouldn't be like where I'm at now, mm-hmm. you know? So like, that was like a positive side with our relationship is that he's very motivated, goal oriented and like just very driven, but his drive is more money driven. Mm-hmm. Mine is more passion. I like that. Yeah. So that's where we kind of didn't see eye to eye to where I didn't, I don't know the business aspect of things. Yeah. Um, Um, I just do it because it's, I enjoy it. You know, it's my creative. Do you by any chance have a pair of headphones? Is that better? It might be because I'm getting some echo. Uh huh. um, And the echo might be taken away if you have some headphones. Shoot. Let me see if I even have that kind. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So then, um, so people started wanting to be invited. 
Mm-hmm. And so you just threw out the idea that, hey, if anybody is interested in having an event, just let me know and hire me. Well, I just started doing it for fun and then just started doing like birthdays and stuff and like hosting birthdays like, hey, do you want like as my birthday gift to you, I'll I'll, you know, host it at my house and I'll cater and uh-huh. we'll just have everyone over like family and stuff. So mainly family and friends and then. Yeah, then Migs was like, you need to get paid for this stuff because I was just, I was spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, like I, your, your birthday gift was like $500. <laughs> yeah, or just like anytime, like once a week going to the grocery store, once a week having people over for dinner and then no one's paying me for it. And it was yeah. just like getting really pricey. And and then he was like, well, you should ask people to pay. I was like, I'm not going to invite people to, over for dinner and tell them they need to pay me for dinner. Yeah. But then I ended up doing some, I did a couple tastings where, Hey, you guys, I'm trying out new food. Do you want to come and do a tasting? It'll be $15 per person uh-huh. to help pay for the groceries. That's it. And you got a lot of people. I'm sure I got it. Yeah. I got a few people and then I just didn't keep up with it. And then I just kind of started the business and then, um, started doing that. And then COVID really helped too, because a lot more people were doing at home events and yeah. And Migs was really pushing me to do it. Um, I just, I'm still struggling with like the business part of it, like uh, pricing and packaging and all that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's hard for me. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's going to be hard. It's more of like a, I mean, you have a mentor um, in your mom, but also um, it's just a lot of like experimenting, you know? So I think business is part of like something that our family has always been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So um, it's definitely experimenting, but I'm sure as, as long as you're not like losing money, mm-hmm. then it's probably a positive. Yeah, definitely in the beginning it, it was because I didn't know how to price things out. Yeah. So I was like shorting myself. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was your first like real event? I think um, Nick's mom, Nick Shackleford's mom's wedding. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's the 30, 30 people at her house and I catered for that, but. I didn't know how much to charge, but I spent like maybe, I think I said I spent almost 400 on groceries and everything. And then she just doubled and paid me 800. And I was like, and at first I was like, yeah, that's cool. Cause I didn't know how much to charge. I was like my first time. And now that I think about it, I was like, fuck, that's, that's so way cheap. too little. Way cheap. <laughs> I did a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Yeah. That's way cheap yeah. because then that includes the payment for your time too. Right. Yeah. And that's what I forget. I forget to charge my time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's a learning experience, mm-hmm. but you're learning along the way. So are you continuously like making new bookings and such? I'm not. Yeah, I am like here and there, like sometimes obviously during holidays, it's busier and then oh. it'll slow down, but it's nice like that because then I get breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really trying to market myself right now because I was like trying to also go back to Angelo's a bit more because things have been kind of I've been neglecting Angelo's to where I was like okay I need to come back and like people are slacking off and I I need to take care of that too so it's like trying to find the balance back into that leadership role steer the ship uh yeah it's needed so it's like it's tough so it's like I can't because when I have a catering gig I usually have to take off like two days right one day to grocery shop and prep next day at the event and then it's really exhausting and then I have to come home and clean up and everything too Uh 
yeah so so what's the biggest gig you've done so far that 31 no and then um sam shackleford hired me for his wedding for 50 people in the backyard ah yeah so that was that was probably my biggest one is that 50 person one and that one he I think he assumed that I was going to be really cheap too because of how much I charged his mom but I was like uh, I'm not that new anymore like yeah you know so I ended up charging him 1800 but uh-huh. it, it should have been more too but yeah, because but- he's like family it was really hard then again, also like 1800 to cater a wedding doesn't sound very expensive, you know? No, it's usually Especially a lot for, more. For 50 people, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But no. that's good. That's good. <clears throat> so how many, how many, you know, how many events you've done? You've done a few at the beach, right? Mm-hmm. I've done a few at the beach. Um, uh, like four or five now. And how do you go about that? You take everything in your Jeep? Um, I was using like MIG's Ford Explorer Uh and then now I have the, I still have the Murano. So I had to Uh, fix that up and I use the Murano. Um, if it's bigger events, then I would have to borrow someone's truck or something, but I haven't had any bigger ones yet except for this one, but we used his truck. So what do you do? You just find a spot on the beach, go set up and then what, take trash bags and just clean everything up after you're done. Yeah, I I take everything and set up for them. It's from start to finish. I, I clean up and I, I set up and I clean up for them. So they just pay me. They just show up basically. Have you done any research on if that's like allowed? Um, so because it's be, it become so popular for these picnics and it's commercial. Oh, there's they, other people who do it. Oh, a lot. Oh, really? So, so many companies really whoa it's a huge thing yeah oh there's a lot of big companies and they charge a lot but they go all out with like the umbrellas the tps all around you all the decorations surrounding you too and everything like that a lot of them don't but that's the thing about that a lot of them don't do food you're just paying for the setup mine i i offer food options yeah yeah but that's where it's a lot of work even more work too is that Capone barking? Yeah. Is there any way you can get her to chill out? Because it's kind of loud. Yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, no, that's the neighbor's dog. Ah, okay. Just yeah. go shoot it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> really? So all along Newport Beach and Huntington, there's like events and stuff? Yeah, there's Ooh. always picnics going on. There's so many companies out here, even OCLA that do the picnics and then they'll go wherever you are and they just charge you and they set up and you show up. Wow. When did that become popular? Because during COVID. Oh, really? Because everyone's trying to be outdoors. Yeah. So either you're doing it in your backyard or you're picking a park or the beach to be outdoors. Have you looked up, have you looked up competitor pricing just to see where you price yours at? Yeah. That's why that's how I priced mine was I wanted to go a little bit cheaper lower than some more appealing to people you uh-huh. know yeah and because I don't I also don't have as much stuff as other people have like as in decorations and the setup mm-hmm. mine's just very simple you have the table pillows blank um, blankets the rugs and then you know everything that goes on the table I don't have and then like I sometimes I'll have like that a frame that Shauna made for me uh-huh. and then you have the garland on top mm-hmm. but 
uh, everyone else has like stuff all around you or like you can rent extra things. So have your, if you're going a little bit below their pricing, are you still having decent margins or is it like tough? Um, no, I'd say it's pretty decent. Yeah. Especially for how minimal I'm making it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And everything that I have, I just reuse it. I'm not, a lot of times I'm not buying new stuff. It's just being reused. It's only like the, the plates and utensils that need to be new. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So if you were to tell me, okay. Um, hi, my name is Julian. Um, I'm interested in, um, learning a little bit more about your business. Can you tell me what you do? I do small catering and picnic setups. I usually say like I do a table setting decor. Okay. And this can be anywhere. How, how far do you travel? I usually do Orange County. I okay. stick with an Orange County. Um, I do charge a travel fee of $1.50 per mile. Okay. Yeah. And that's based off of your location. Is that correct? Based off of 92805. Oh, the area code. Mm-hmm. So if it's within that area code, is there any charge? It just depends on how much they order. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it depends on their, their order. Um, but usually I won't charge if it's close enough. Do you have a, um, a limit on how large these events can be? Um, I can only really accommodate up to 15 people, I believe. Yeah. And what about um, catering for weddings and such? I haven't ventured out to that yet. Okay, I've so you've only, only with family. The two Shacklefords. Yes. I have an event coming up May 15th for a charcuterie, like a grazing table. Uh-huh. The full table just of charcuterie foods and stuff for 150 guests. Holy shit. Yeah, but that's the thing. All I have to do is fill up this table and everyone just kind of picks at it. Yeah, I just you just have to make make sure it's full and it's pretty. Charcuterie so. boards are expensive <laughs> as hell. Yeah, they are. I know. Because a lot of times, if you make a small board for yourself, you have extra ingredients. I'm assuming, right? But yeah. but maybe it'll be easier to do it with a large group because you just use all the ingredients. Just buy it a bunch and throw it on the table. Yeah, and make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. Fuck! I should have. I should have. Uh, I don't know if they got anybody to do their wedding, but Lane is getting married. Oh, yeah. Uh, where are they? Wait, where are they getting married, though? At, at Gracie's house in your Belinda. In her oh. backyard. Are they, they fully booked all their vendors? <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I should ask him. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Here, let me shoot him a text right now. Because, right. honestly, I, I saw that they had posted about... Um, uh, doing tasting for uh, the food. Well, how many guests do they have? Uh, let me find out. Have you booked a company to cater y'all's wedding yet? That's cool. That would be legit if you can do that. Mm-hmm. So, so all the cooking that goes into like a wedding and stuff, you do at your house and then just take it to the, the venue? Yeah, so much easier. Yeah. And how, how much, how long does that take? Like, did you upgrade your oven equipment, your stove? You have pretty, pretty nice equipment. Mm-hmm. Since I remodeled my kitchen, I have, yeah, it's a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So I'm going, um, 
I'm not gonna make it for your birthday. No. Yeah, I don't think I'll make it because I would have to go for a full week, and then I'm going for another full week at the end of the month, and then again in June for his wedding. It's just too much. No. But but. But but maybe I could go just to camp and but I'll skip Ma's birthday. <laughs> that would be messed up. Oh, that oh would my be god. Messed up. You really can't. I don't think so. I'll see if I can talk to my dad if he'll be in town, but I, it's not looking like it. Oh. But do you have you how many people have RSVP'd? I don't really know. <laughs> have you got any messages about going? Well, I know like it for sure would be me, Shauna, and Ruth. Uh-huh. And I think I think Anthony said he would try to make it. And then um I don't know. I need to ask. I'm gonna ask everyone like on Saturday and see okay. who's gonna go. But I know it's tough because it's on weekdays. Yeah. So, so. that's definitely the tough part. I, I need to, you know what? That would be legit if I can make it out. I wanna try to see if I can go because I talked to Braxton. He said I could borrow his truck if I go out there. So, oh really? Take his truck out there, but no promises. But I'll try my best. I know it'd be so cool if we all could watch that meteor shower together. Yeah, uh, that would be super legit. Yeah, there, there was no way for you to do it on the weekend. That's the meteor shower. Is on the oh, fourth and fifth. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Um. Um. One second. Let me text Lane. Okay was catering but if y'all got somebody um uh sorry y'all so what else have you been up to how was your trip to cabo how how long were you in cabo for uh five four whole days uh and and they had the wedding there Mm -hmm. yeah so i wasn't gonna go because i had my own wedding this year Um, And that just wasn't in my budget to spend money on going to their wedding. But since I don't have my own wedding, I was like, fuck it. I can go. Yeah. (laughs) How was it? It looked fucking awesome. Oh, my! it was so much fun. Like, honestly, this that couldn't have come at a better time for me to go on a trip. And and I made so many new friends, too. Like they're they're friends. We all got along like no drama with their friends. Like we all partied together. We all ate and drank and like and just had a really good time you know and like yeah. I invited those I already invited them to my birthday <laughs> oh, like, that's legit. yeah like that's how cool it was so, so they had the wedding there in Cabo so like mm-hmm. their family went out and all that mm-hmm. too yeah so that was originally last April so this is our third time changing their date also uh, okay yeah have um, you found anybody for your venue no. So if you're not able to find anybody, will they refund you and keep the deposit or just they're taking everything? They're keeping the 11 grand. That is bullshit. No, it's it's in the contract that we signed because it's our third time changing the date also. And oh, it's only five, four months away now. And actually, they didn't have to offer it. But they said, if I don't find someone, they they'll hold on to my deposit until the end of next year. If I want to use it for something else. Uh, I was like, what event am I going to spend 11,000 on? Okay. Well, fuck it. Let's go have a huge party there or something. (laughs) That's what people were saying. Like have everyone just help pitch in like $50 per person or something. And just have a fat fucking party. (laughs) 
That would be sick. Oh, gosh. I guess if I'm going to lose it, right? I mean, honestly, yeah. But also, are they, they would, they, with that 11 grand, they're going to set up everything? No, that's the thing. It does include everything. We're about to spend about 20 to 30 grand there. God damn. So, so what does that 11 grand include? Just the venue? The venue fee, and then only a little bit of towards the wedding. Like the catering. Fuck that. Give me their names. Let me go have a little talk with them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I'm hoping like they'll still, they gave me a deadline of April 17th to find someone, but I was like, I haven't found anyone. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting like to see if, if someone books it on that and they want that date, I hope that they'll still honor it and give me my 11 grand back. Yeah. If they find somebody to book that. Yeah. So I hope they would let me know and tell me that they found someone. I mean, it's better to have someone book it and not book it at all. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. So they gave you till April 17th. So now it's already passed. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard from them. So mm. yeah, I know I was going to reach out again and see, but I've been like still trying to like post it and ask people like, you know, so the shitty part is, is, is um, getting married is uh, doesn't happen very often in general. Like obviously it's happening all over. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find somebody that you know that's getting married around the same time who also needed a venue, you know? Yeah, it's so last minute. Everyone's now looking for next year, not this year. Yeah. So. Dang, that sucks. I know. So what else did you do in Cabo? Just party and hang out at the where? The resort and such? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just partied and ate and drank. It was a good time. Cabo is where? Mexico? Mm Mm-hmm. How, what part of Mexico do you know? Baja? Or like almost like. Okay. So it's, Baja. It's only two hours away. So. Did you guys fly there? Yeah. How long was the flight? Like two hours. Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like less than two hours. Oh, nice. So that's why, yeah. That's why I like it because it's so convenient. And so on those resorts and stuff, can you leave the resort or they don't recommend it? Yeah, you can leave. But how do you feel leaving the resort? Like, It was fine. Um, I left before. This time I didn't leave, but the rest of the group did. I just stayed at the resort. So when the group left, you just hung out by yourself? No, I had like another couple and another friend there that hung out, oh, okay. hung out with. Yeah. And is, it, is, the, is the area around the resort and such pretty touristy? And... So, okay, so where we, the resort that we were at is further and because it's, it's like on its own hill. Uh-huh. And it, it's big. Um, it's like its own little village uh, I up see. there. Yeah. So we were a little bit like maybe 15 minutes further than the other hotels that are closer to downtown. I see. Yeah. So once you go out there, though, it it's okay. Like during the daytime and stuff. And even at night, we're all together. You know, if you go all together, like when we go on our family trips to Cabo, we all yeah. go together and we're okay. Uh, I mean, okay. it can be a little sketchy, but. For the most part, you feel fine. Yeah, you just need to watch out what you're drinking and who you're talking to. Yeah, that's scary. Have you known anybody that's been like roofied or anything? I feel like I've heard a story before, yeah. But never never any like firsthand experience with anybody? I don't think so. I can't remember if it was a friend or someone. Yeah. That sucks. Just like, I don't know, just having to worry 
that there are shitheads like that who would do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to have a good time, but you also have to like watch your back. Yeah, you get robbed. They like robbed them or something. Yeah. Oh, the story that you know of? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, like he blacked out and then they like stole all his stuff. Or something. And that was where? In Mexico? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, I, I can't remember Cancun or Cabo, one of those. Hold on a second. I think Zeke's getting up because he wants to go outside. Okay. Shrinky. All right, hold up. Uh, I'm going to pause this, y'all. Okay. So how are the pups? They're fine. Um, I mean, I just, I'll put them together if I'm watching them uh-huh. in the same room, you know, but obviously keep their distance. And then every once in a while, I'll have them sleep with me just on either side. Have they fought any recently or no? Um, one time, maybe a couple weeks ago, is we were walking into one of the rooms together and then I don't they just started going at each other out of nowhere so and luckily Shanice was there and she grabbed Kai I grabbed Capone from her hind legs and but they Kai was going at her so I don't know who started it though that's crazy yeah but no none of no one got hurt it was it was fine I wish I wish you could just ask the dog like why are you such a little asshole (laughs) you know I know like what is your deal seriously So the reason why uh, we wanted to do this podcast was because you wanted to tell me um, about some things that you learned about yourself Mm -hmm. um, and something that you dealt with. So um, tell me about it. What what is it that you dealt with and um, how did you figure out what you were dealing with? How did you cope? Um, So basically what I'm healing from is emotional abuse and um a partner who was cheating on me Mm -hmm. um I mean it's been going for on for a long time it probably the past 10 years um I had feelings about it um I've also have caught him a lot more than or twice mm-hmm. and I think you know back then I, I wasn't strong enough I I didn't know my self-worth I, I also didn't know anything else other than him mm-hmm. being in a relationship with him like he's been my first love my first serious relationship and I didn't know what was normal what wasn't you know I just you know this is us okay like you know I guess c- couples fight like this or you know, go through phases. And um, I guess I just like let him get away with a lot. And then he completely took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a continuous cycle where he would do something. I would catch him. He would say sorry or beg me, you know, and I would take him back. You know, things would change for a little bit. He'd love bomb me and make me feel like, oh, everything's good. And then just go back to doing it again and be super sketchy. Mm -hmm. And I think I just didn't want to deal with the confrontation. I was also maybe in denial and just so badly wanted it to like work out and not be real. Um, He, you know, but he was, I didn't realize he was emotionally abusive to me either. I didn't know this was abuse. 
like I didn't know the whole cycle of what he was doing to me was abusive, like putting me down, you know, making me feel like I wasn't enough, making me feel like I was crazy for thinking that he's doing any of this to me. Um, again, I, I didn't know it wasn't normal. Um, that was going on for a long time. The last time that I actually, you know, caught, well, where he got caught, he was just denying it and denying it and lying to my face. There are parts of me where like, okay, he's still lying to me, but then he was also very good about lying. He was very manipulative to where he could just keep lying and, and you would think like, okay, that's the truth, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, that's it. That's, that's all that happened or whatever. And, and then like, obviously lost, you lost my trust and, and it, it made me become someone that I wasn't mm-hmm. to where I was questioning him. You know, I was, things were going on in my head and, um, just always you know, worried about what he's doing. Yeah. And that's not me at all. Like I, I'm so for everyone having their freedom, doing whatever you want. You know, I'm not the type of person to tell you what you can't do. Yeah. Like, you know, but he just completely took advantage of that. Um, and I don't know. It was just, it was really, hard for me to let go of him even after everything he's put me through um do you think i i'm not sure um okay do you think that you couldn't let go of him and you kept taking him back because you thought i don't know how to ask this question but did you think that you loved him or you didn't love yourself enough to say this is enough. It's both. It was both. Like I loved him like because he's the only person I've ever been with, you know, like in a relationship with and in love with. So, and also, yeah, I, I didn't know my self-worth. I didn't have that confidence back then, that self-esteem to like tell me to walk away from everything that he was doing to me, mm-hmm. you know, but again, he was very manipulative. He had narcissistic traits and I didn't know any of this. I didn't know what a narcissist was until recently. Now, now that I know what it is and now that everything's coming out now, I'm just like, Oh, everything's clicking. Like that's how long it's been going on. And that's how much he's really effed with my head to make me feel like I wasn't enough that no one else would want me. No one else would love me. You know, he also made it, he would also tell people things about my flaws to make me seem like I was a bad person. Mm. Yeah. So like to make it seem like it was, he was better. Yeah. You know, like it was okay for him to do what he was doing because I had my faults or whatever. When you had initially texted me about wanting to do this, I thought you said you were dealing with you as a narcissist oh so I was like I was like damn sappy (laughs) sappy was a narcissist I was like (laughs) 
wait, what? Tell me all about this. Because <laughs> when I hang out with you, you know, you're level-headed and, and we have great conversations and I, I don't really feel like you think that you're way better than me. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so so um, if you don't mind me asking, how, how did you find out this last time and, and what made you decide to stand up for yourself and say enough was enough? Like what, what happened this last time to where you're like, this is, this is done? Um, I, so a friend told me, I'm not going to go into details because I don't want to give okay. names, but understandable. a friend told me and I, as soon as I, it came out of her mouth, I, I was like, I cry, you know, I broke down. I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, he's not done. Like a friend told all- you, I'm oh, sorry. A friend told you that she saw <laughs> him or that she knew some information. Okay. Yes, that she knew information, and I already believed it because obviously he's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all that info came out. Um, the first thing I did was I actually called his sisters. They came out, um, and he wasn't home. We were actually fighting at that time, so I had called him to come home because we needed to talk. His sisters were there. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And they said, "We're just here to support. We're just here, just." to support Sapi and that's it. And and then I just brought it up to him. Like, you know, I know about her, I know about what's going on. And he was just denying it, denying it the whole time in front of, and right to our faces, all three of us sitting right there. But I was like, I knew I needed them there because I had a feeling he couldn't completely lie to them. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard because they know him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he finally just admitted to it, but it took such a long time. The apology was just very cold, you know, and then he didn't want them there. He asked them to leave. And I said, no, they're not leaving. I was like, whatever you need to say, you can stay in front of them too. Mm-hmm. Um, he said some things, but he wanted to talk to me in private. So we went to the room and talked and, and that's where the manipulation has started again. And I could already tell. Uh... Um, he was sorry, apologizing and begging, but you could just tell it wasn't genuine. It was only because he got caught. Yeah. And I think he knew that I was just fed up. Um, when he finally realized that I was done, cause I said, you know, like, stop, like, this is it. You need to move out by the end of this week. Then he was like, can we please do therapy? <laughs> can we please go to counseling and I just laughed in his face because like okay that's it's too late for that because I brought that up to you like a year years ago for us to do that you know because of everything that he's been doing to me I always felt like it was me like I I always felt like I was the one doing something wrong in our relationship or I wasn't doing enough and I was like why why is it that I'm making him do this to me you know, I thought I, I thought I was the one who was, I don't know, like not doing enough in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, it made it what it got to the point where I thought I needed therapy and counseling myself, which I, I probably should have, you know, it probably would have made me see it a lot more about what he was doing to me. Um, then just later on, though, like, I just realized, like, 
it wasn't me, it was him because he was such an angry person. Like Mm -hmm. when he was with me or at home, if he's not with his friends and family, he's a different person. Uh He's like, it's all a front. It's all for show, you know, to make him likable to everyone else. So they don't believe that he's a bad person towards me. So if you don't mind me asking, so um, I know that we have brought it up. So your family, we've brought it up that like, we don't like him. Um, We didn't think that he was a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. What made you think otherwise? Like, were you just blind to it all? Yeah, I love is blind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think just also the history that we had, um, we, ha- I don't know. I think it was hard for me to believe because we have such loving friends and family, you know, and we've been together for so long. I think I was just trying so hard to make people like him. Yes. I think I was just, I was trying to, I don't know, fix it be a, I don't know, be the peacemaker or, you know. Did you, did you think that you were trying to fix him or fix the situation? Um, I think both. What is with girls and trying to fix men? I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. I think, I don't know. I was just trying to be there for him. Like I already knew he had these deeper issues he needed to work on. You know, obviously it it stems from family. Mm -hmm. We all have family issues. I have family issues, especially with my dad. But I think I've moved on from it. I've healed from it. Um, I actually have somewhat a relationship with my dad now because he's he's actually tried to change or because I've accepted who he is and I've forgiven him. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done it for myself. I think I, I, I taught myself how to heal from that and just move on and don't worry about what he thinks anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are some people who can't get past it. And I think, I think I just so badly wanted to try to help him to get past it. But when you can't, you're just never happy. Yeah. He just, and that's the thing with him. It's like, he was never satisfied is that if he were to tell me to do one thing and I would do it, it was enough, he would have something else for me to do, you know, like just in my life in general, like, I don't know, I I thought I was doing okay and he wouldn't think so. So basically I I already know it, it's not me, it's him. Like he wasn't happy with himself, but he was projecting it on me. Yes. And everything that he's done, it's because he, wasn't happy with himself and so I, I know that now I just I didn't know that then yeah you know? I just always thought it was me because he would always make it feel like it was me yeah turning it around and saying you're not doing this you're not doing that I need you to do this and when I did it just again wasn't enough and and I think in my head I was like I wonder when it's going to be enough and that's what scared me is that if we were to get married and have kids is this our life? Is it going to be like this all the time where he's never satisfied, where he's never happy, you know, and I have to just, it was very draining and I didn't realize how draining it was. Yeah. How often would you fight? Like what, what was normal to you? So like, 
you thought that like fights were normal in relationships and such, which I mean, I'm assuming there are normal disputes and such, but. Yeah, it was very inconsistent. That's the thing. It depended on his mood. It depended on what was going on in his life. If he was happy with work, if he was happy with his relationships, um, you know, things that were going on in his life were going smooth. He was in a good mood. If things weren't going well, if he wasn't happy with his work, if he was fighting with a friend or family or something like that, um, then, or just not happy with himself, then he would pick fights and the fights would get nasty. Like, I don't even know what we're fighting about. I literally would like, there were times where I just laughed because I'm like, what are we fighting about? <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Cause I was just like, what? Like, I, I don't even know what happened. Like, how did this happen? You know, um, he would just yell all the time. I talked to him so many times about yelling. I was like, look, I'm not, I don't want to listen to you when you're yelling at me. I was like, you can talk to me like a normal human being in a very calm manner. Like we can have a conversation about it. I don't know why you're yelling. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think I just got used to him yelling that it just became really normal. Mm. Uh, Just not even, it wasn't even just yelling. It was just very disrespectful thing very mean things out of anger um and yeah it was just it was just it just got really nasty you know to where I it really like oh like every time we fought it was just like it made me feel like shit yeah um if I were to express my feelings towards him if I were to be upset or mad about something there's no why are you upset? Why are you mad? It's he turns it around and he's mad at me for being mad. He's uh, mad at me for being upset or tells me stop being upset. Yeah. Stop being mad. Um, so I felt like I wasn't allowed to express my feelings. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to be upset or mad at him or I was scared to even say anything because I didn't want him to be mad at me because I didn't want that confrontation. I'd rather just everything be happy and will be okay. You know, I, I, that's how it came to be where I cared more about his feelings than my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick. Are you still plugged into the headphones? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know why it's echoing, but sometimes I hear my echo on yours, but anyways, um, <clears throat> it's okay. So, um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Shoot, hold on. Give me a second. Um, I was just going to say, one, I'm really glad that you're out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, two, everybody knows. People who may not know you, um, my cousin, Safira, is an angel. She is the, um, when all the friends go out, she's the mother one, taking care of everybody, gets us all together. Um, brings the family together when we're all in town, have dinners at her house, always taking care of all of us. So thank you. I love you. Um, I'm glad that you're out of that situation. And um, I'm really excited for um, you to grow from this. And I'm glad that you finally decided to um, know your own worth and know that um, that's not what you deserve because we all knew that you deserved better. Um, I'm glad that you came to that to that uh, 
that point. So how does it feel? I know it's still fresh, um, but how does it feel to have this weight lifted off your shoulders? Because I think one thing that's scary is like, oh, I remember what I was going to say is like, I think a lot of times with people, um, the person that hurts you is also the person who turns around and tries to make you feel better. And then that becomes like a drug. They hurt you and then they make you feel like you're worth something. But then yes. they go back to making you feel like you're worthless and then they make you feel like you're worth something. So basically like gaslighting. I th- um, they, yeah, so he would put me down, build me back up and love bomb me. Uh-huh. And the love bombing is what kept me going back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was still likable. He was still lovable. You know, we still had great times together. We still... I don't know, like it, it's so hard to explain because we still enjoyed each other's company, but when things were bad, they were bad, Yeah. you know? And it was so hard to predict when, I don't know, when things were gonna stay good. It was so inconsistent. So how does it feel to have the weight lifted off your shoulders? And, and um, what are you doing now to keep yourself busy, but also, um, recover from something like this um honestly if it weren't for my like hold on hold on it's a helicopter it's a helicopter okay don't just wait a second okay is it gone okay go ahead um basically i have to thank all of like my friends and family for being the biggest support system. Um, I'm getting emotional, but you know, they have been so like loving and encouraging and like positive towards me, constantly checking up on me, um, you know, just reminding me that I'm making the best decision and reminding me that I deserve better. Um, And honestly, just, just all of the respect that I'm gaining from it too makes me respect myself too and makes me really see my self-worth and and just hearing also talking about it openly has made it easier for me to move on um and also talking about it has gotten other women to tell me their experiences and how well they're doing now from leaving a toxic relationship. And that makes me feel so much better because I was like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. They're doing so well. I'm going to do well too. Yeah. Um, I've also, because I've talked about it too, I feel like I've already helped someone else get out of a toxic relationship because they saw how positive I was about it. And they were able to make that decision walk away too. Mm-hmm. And now we're here to support each other. Um, I, I feel so relieved. I feel free. Um, I feel like I have my energy back. Like, you know, like I feel, I, I'm, I, I'm always like happy, I guess. Happy go lucky Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, but this time around, I feel different, like a different happy, you know, um, I've just been hanging out with with a ton of friends and family, um, just oh, working on, on my businesses. Hold on a second. I can still hear it. Is it still going? Yeah. 
We're going to pause this, y'all. Wait a second. Sorry. Okay. So you were saying um, you've been talking to people. You've also helped um, another girl get out of a toxic relationship and you feel that um, you're happier, but a different type of happy. Almost like my, my guess is almost like you're happy without the cloud that's behind you mm-hmm. and is eventually going to catch up with you, you know? Yeah. I think just the worry is gone. Yeah. Um, not worrying about someone else, taking care of someone else, um, having to, I don't know, like just, yeah, basically take care of someone else. Yeah. Like the fact that now I can just do whatever I want without having to think about, is that going to be okay with him? Mm-hmm. Like, is, can I invite these people over? Yeah. I can invite whoever I want over now without making him feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always just, I had to really think, is he going to be okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, I don't have anything really holding me back. I, I, I do thank him though, for pushing me to go through with my business is pushing me to be better and because he knew I had the potential to do better with myself in my life. Um, but, you know, once I got there, it still wasn't enough. And he wasn't as supportive as he seemed to be. Mm, I see. Yeah. Um, if I asked him for help, he seemed annoyed. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped asking him for help. So how, what, what have you been doing uh, to keep your mind? You said you've been, well, obviously talking to people, hanging out with people, mm-hmm. working on your businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, are you like getting therapy? Are you talking to anybody who you confide with um, as far as almost like a, ther- a therapy? Are there certain people that you talk to? No, I haven't done therapy or anything yet. Um, I did take like this online like course it was just like a free course that said like you know um how to heal from like narcissistic abuse that's what it was yes okay because when you said (laughs) to me i'm healing from narcissistic something i was like wait what (laughs) yeah yeah so like so that was really cool like it gave me pointers and really like helped me figure out what I'm healing from. Yeah. So took that, just been reading a lot of different things online, like about that, about narcissists, about abuse, about being a victim of abuse. Uh-huh. Um, at first, you know, I was like embarrassed by it and ashamed. It was like, how could I let this go on for so long? But also how did I not know I was a victim of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, I was a victim. I'm no longer a victim. I need to remember that, that, you know, I, I don't want to see myself as a victim anymore because I'm not, I'm moving on from it and I'm healing. Um, right now, I don't feel like I need the therapy. I think because I've been so open about it, I talk about it with everyone already. If people ask me, I, I'm going to tell you, I'll let you know. Yeah. Like there's nothing to hide anymore. I don't want to hide anything. I don't want to keep secrets. You know, it happened to me. Um, people keep saying sorry and I say thank you, but don't be sorry because this was the best decision I've ever made. I'm, I'm, I'm happier and I'm just, I'm super excited for the next chapter in my life, you know, and I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I'm like very proud of myself. 
I think that's fucking awesome. And that makes me choke up because <laughs> I'm fucking proud of you. Um, but also I think um, a big part of what you're doing is when you are open about what you've been through or what you have, what you've gone through or what you're healing from, what you are currently going through, um, you take away the power for people to use it against you mm-hmm. um, because you're open about it. You're sort of saying, this is me. I've already accepted it. So you think I give a shit? You think I give a shit if you don't accept it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I think is an awesome thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't have the control or the power over me anymore. Like I have, I have that back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, you know, like I'm talking about it openly. It's not, it's not to like, like bash him or anything, you know, he knows what he did is wrong. Um, I just want to talk about it because I want to help other women realize it. And hopefully they don't let it go for as long as I did. And I want to help them get out of this kind of relationship and know that you're going to be okay. And you're going to be a lot better off without him. And also just to see the silver lining in it. This was a huge life lesson for me. Like I am so much better and stronger um, I'm not going to let this take over me. You know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't make it. I didn't make, you know, this whole situation like an angry one. Like I didn't want it to make me an angry person. You know, I'm very cordial with him still, you know, like if he, you know, I, I let him know he has mail here. Um, we'll talk about things here and there, but it's not like, um, nothing about getting back together. Good. It's just letting him know like, Hey, I'm fine. And I'm not letting you, letting you like ruin my life. Basically, you know, I kill him with kindness. That's it. That's all you have to do. I think that's one of the best ways to get somebody back. Um, not, not in like a, a revenge way, but mm-hmm. the best way to, um, to, uh, I don't know the way to put it like, like, um, if somebody does you wrong, the best way to go about it is to say goodbye and I'm happier without you. And that is the ultimate revenge, you know? Mm-hmm. So not to physically yeah. hurt them or verbally abuse them. Yeah, but... I honestly, that would not make me feel any better to do anything wrong Yeah, by him. Like, you know, he hurt me and stuff, but what would that do for me if I were to do the same thing yes. to him? I'm not going to stoop down to his level. I'm going to be the bigger person. Yeah. So, so what are some things that you've read online um, that are like things to look out for, for other women and things that you've learned along the way um, that are like telltale signs of being in a relationship like that? Um, Honestly, I like for me to help myself move on, I've just been reading a lot of positive quotes Mm -hmm. and I live by that. Mm -hmm. And I start, and that's why I post it because like, I was like, I, it, I feel from that. And I was like, I hope someone else can too. I hope it helps someone else. You know, um, I started, you know, following a lot of like narcissist like pages too oh. about that. So it made me really learn about who a narcissist is and that you uh. cannot change them. You can't change them. Like they are who they are. They, they don't empathize with others. They're very selfish. Um, they care a lot about their appearances. 
you know, and um, they're always, they're, they're basically the perfect ones and they have to put you down. And it's, it's mm -hmm. never about the victim. It's always about the abuser. So it's like, never, never think it's about you. Fox. So yeah, you can never change them. The only thing you can do is walk away. Damn. Sometimes I think I'm not empathetic towards people. Fuck, maybe I'm a partially narcissistic. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's no way. I'm serious. Sometimes I'm not an empathetic person. And that makes me think like, damn, I could definitely be more empathetic towards people. <laughs> I just like there's that's a part one, of okay that's like one trait but everything else like, <laughs> people, like people can be people can be narcissists but people can also have narcissistic traits mm. that can be changed if you're willing to change yourself if you're willing yeah. to go to therapy but it's it's like it I read about it where you have to continuously go to try to change your whole mindset because yeah. it's a um, disorder narcissism is a disorder and it's hard to you can't change those people Fuck. and basically if they're a true narcissist they don't know how to be alone because they have to project it on other people so they're always if you were to leave them they will find another victim interesting i'm okay with being alone and by myself so maybe <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm okay you guys leave me all alone i'll be fine so <laughs> 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 Well, that's good. Um, I think we need to plan another trip. I think um, those trips, like our backpacking trip was fucking awesome. Um, I, I think they definitely help the soul and, and allow us to be out there um, yeah. in nature. I know it sounds like cliche, but being out in nature and just being like um, away from the chaos of being surrounded by so many people is so beautiful so relaxing it's a time to like take a step back and and evaluate you know yeah ever yeah ever since you know the breakup I've been like I can't explain it like I've been craving to be outdoors like I've been craving to do outdoor activities like to be active like I'm literally been trying to find people can we go off-roading can we go fishing can we go camping like like, can someone just take me on a trip outdoors? Like, I need to get outside for some reason. I need to feel the, that, that fresh air. I need to feel, like, the adrenaline rush, too, and just be at peace mm -hmm. with myself, you know? It's just, it's so hard to really find people to, like, hey, let's go for a weekend. Let's go on a trip, you know? So it's, like, killing me that I can't be outside. Damn, it sounds like you need me to move back to California is what it sounds uh, like. Yeah. You need to make it for my birthday and <laughs> go to Joshua Tree. Ah, I'll see what I could do. <clears throat> so have you have you gone out? Um, have you gone camping at all? No, I haven't really done any of that yet. I mean, oh. I've just been super busy hanging out with friends and working and stuff right now, you know? Um, yeah. Really just, all, I mean, I have a mortgage to pay for on my own now and bills. You know, I have two dogs, um, so I need to figure my finances out. But also, I just don't have friends who can just drop everything and go on a trip with me. Yeah. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable taking the dogs or no? Probably Kaya, but not Capone. So what would you do about Capone if you did, like, for your birthday, what are you doing with her? 
have a dog sitter. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, find someone to dog sit. Uh, gotcha. Because mm -hmm. I was going to say, I can recommend some places for you to go if you just wanted to go on like a weekend trip, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. See, there... I, that's the thing. It's like, I want someone to go with me. I, I don't feel comfortable being by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know who's doing a ton of that is Shelby. Have you followed her page? No, I haven't yet. I'm like, holy by shit. By herself? Yeah. And I'm like, you're the most fucking badass chick that I know. Like, she just goes on trips by herself. And I'm just like, God damn. Okay, such that's awesome. A, yeah. I'm like, you're such a G. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, she, she just goes with herself and like, the places she's been and she's like takes her little car on dirt trails and i'm like girl are you crazy <laughs> that is crazy i don't have, yeah i don't i'm kind of scared to do that on my own yeah yeah i understand so the first trip the first trip um will be your birthday huh mm -hmm. i'm so excited and especially if it's a meteor shower like never seen one before yeah so i just want to be outside i just want to go camping and just wake up to the sun beaming on me and go to go to bed with the bonfire and like, yeah. the stars you know I just I love it it's so relaxing yeah yeah I'm definitely gonna see if I can make it out okay well sappy um mm -hmm. I want to thank you um I am I feel honored that you feel comfortable enough to talk to me about what's happening um and thank you for sharing your experience and what you've learned um, continue to be that light that shines for others. Um, I can tell you right now, and I tell you all the time, and I'm getting choked up saying it, but like you have the laugh to cure cancer. I just, I love it when you laugh. I love it when you smile. I love it when we're all together. And um, your energy is very awesome. And just know that I feel, I always, when I'm with you, I always feel um, loved and taken care of. And uh, I'm excited for our future trips and backpacking and making yeah. more amazing memories with all of us. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, this was awesome. We're going to have to definitely do a podcast um, in person um, and just talk about different trips we've been on. and I know. Different memories we've shared. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you. And uh, I appreciate you and I love you, Sappy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate and love you too. I'm right. so glad that we can talk like this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's awesome that um, I, obviously we've talked about it and, and having cousins who are so close to you, it's such a, a blessing, you know? It is. Yes. So yeah, supportive so. of each other. And if you ever need to talk, um, I'm, I'll be one to listen. I'll try my best. Same to you. All right. Thank you.